Hey guys, welcome back to another episode in this podcast. This is your hostess, De La Sapio. It is a pleasure to be back with you guys yet another week. Welcome, welcome back to the OGs and the new listeners. Welcome. This is a safe place. And my prayer is that God will lead you into your next with the information that you are about to receive in this podcast. So guys, this past week, Sunday, I was in full worship mode, listening to different songs and listening to different praises and really just going in in worship with God and meeting him. And one of the songs that I ran ran into that my pastor sent me was Passover, which is a spontaneous worship song led by Ty Bello and Tommy Favored. And as I was listening to this song, I had it on replay all day long I felt the words I felt the anointing I felt the power and the authority that was behind this song and I kept listening to it over and over again and I was like this is just good so in today's podcast episode we have the privilege and the honor by God's grace to have Tommy Favored be our guest today so Tommy is a singer she's a songwriter she's a musician and she's a producer of six albums Tommy is just absolutely amazing y'all she continuously releases music and she is passionate about Jesus Christ she also encourages others to utilize their gifts and talents for the kingdom of God Tommy is also a happy wife, a mother of two kids, a saxophonist, and is grateful to be a servant of God. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Tommy on how to keep your hope filled during this global pandemic as kingdom builders. Hey, Tommy, welcome to the bridging it, the bridge. Oh, Lord, I done messed up the name. <laughs> Welcome to the Bridging and Faith and Business Podcast. Um, I am super excited to have you here with us today and to have you on to this podcast for the first time. I'm super excited to have an iconic uh, worshiper, a pastor such as you. I know you said you're not a pastor, but... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to get straight into today's um, episode and just get to know you a little bit. When I first learned about you, I learned about you through the Passover over song that song man the power (laughs) the anointing and the authority that is behind that song um and the way I learned about that song my pastor pastor Ruth she sent it to me wow and she actually when she first sent it to me I didn't listen to it automatically and yeah. she kept calling me, like, did you listen to the song? I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> did you listen to the song? Oh, let me listen to it right now. So when I finally yeah. listened to the song, um, I had it on my phone. So it was playing on YouTube. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, nice. It sounds nice. And then it got to, like, two minutes in. No, not even two minutes. <laughs> one minute. And I was like, oh, I got to put this on speaker. <laughs> I got to switch this. This is fire. I can feel the Lord wow. speaking and singing through her. Wow. And wow. when you said Passover, I was like, oh, Lord, this is Whoa. now. Hallelujah. So it was just Hallelujah. absolutely amazing and what happened okay. after Tony I sent it to everybody okay I was like blessings <laughs> in your house blessings in your house I sent it to my friends oh like my I have I have so many people that I sent it to I was like everybody please wow. watch this in every single room of your house yeah over time um, and they called me back like how'd you find that song it's fine wow. I'm like listen wow thank you Jesus <laughs> <laughs> so Thank you um, for allowing the Lord to use you in such a mighty way because it has definitely been, um, I think about the scripture, eyes have not seen and ear have have not heard. And I think it's good that we don't see how God uses us in a mighty way because us. It keeps us humble. <laughs> it keeps us at a yes. certain ways because he knows yes. the impact, but we don't really exactly. we we know the a fraction of it. Um, yeah. 
So yeah. I definitely want to get out of the way and get you to speak more. Um, yeah. So who is Tommy favored? Come on, sis, give us <laughs> a juice. Who is Tommy? I, I just want to say, first of all, thank you for having me on with you right now. I really love you and I really appreciate you. And um, thank you so much. And like you said, it's just a privilege to have been used by God. I always say, um, first and foremost, Tommy is just an instrument. Um, you know, because I, I sing with choir and we always have the band coming to rehearse. And I see myself as one of the keyboards or one of the guitars or the drums. And you know how those things just sit there and can't do nothing until mm-hmm. a very skilled musician picks them up and starts making good music out of them. And that's what Tommy is. Tommy is an instrument. I'm just a vessel. And it's a privilege when God decides to play through me and make music and make sounds and make things of, that will encourage other believers. So I'm grateful for that. So Tommy is an instrument mm-hmm. um, that has been sold out to God. Like here I am, Jesus, just use me for whatever you want to do. It's not my life. It's yours. I didn't sing the song. You know, I give myself away a billion yeah. times because I'm like, Jesus, I'm not here for me. I'm here for you to use me for whatever you feel like. So Tommy Favored is a singer-songwriter. Um, I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I have two toddlers. Uh, well, technically not toddlers anymore because they're growing out of that phase. But yeah, five-year-old and a four-year-old. My husband's also a musician. He plays the saxophone and ministers. I'm a nurse by profession, so I work... Um, as a licensed vocational nurse in home health. So I work full time while doing ministry on the weekends when I have time. Um, so yeah, told me favors just, I mean, um, I'm just, I'm a chill person. I think I, I love the word of God. I love Jesus ever since I found him. He hasn't let me go and I'm never going to let him go in Jesus name by his grace. So yeah, I'm just, I'm a voice. I'm a vessel. I'm somebody who's just sold out because I found grace and I want to tell everybody about it. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I love how you said <laughs> I fell in love. That's just amazing. Um, yes. And if you were to describe your relationship with God, how would you describe it? Oh my gosh. I would describe it as, you know, those fairy tales when we were younger, I don't know if everybody read fairy tales, but I sure did. I loved stories and how the, this amazing prince would come find, you know, the Cinderella, the poor person who had nothing and they would just love them and just, just see beyond their circumstances and see things in them that they couldn't even see in themselves that's me and God. And that's my relationship with Jesus Christ is literally the one of having this father, this Lord, this savior, this prince of peace who found me and who has loved me beyond my own wildest imagination, who loved me more than I love myself. And so my relationship with God is just one of constantly marveling at how he chooses to bless me, save me, care for me and ha- and give me so much hope. And so literally I found my prince charming and that's 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 my relationship with God is constantly marveling that how in the world did this person, this amazing God find somebody like me and choose to love me and take care of me. So I think that's the best analogy I can give to describe my relationship with God. And if I can give a quick testimony real quick, um, when I was about, I think it was 19 or so, 1920-ish, I went through a phase in my life where literally I I had to discover God for myself. And I actually ended up running away from home at that point in my life. And, um, And I remember getting to a place where I contemplated suicide. And, um, and, and we'll probably get into that some more, um, as we go along, but long story short, at the end of that situation where I was just about ready to just end it all, I remember getting a phone call from a pastor friend of mine and he said, God wanted me to call you right now and tell you that you are favored. And that's where the name favored 
came Jesus. from. That's where, because my last name is Alessian Lawyer. And when I say it, some people say bless you because they think I sneeze. But <laughs> I call myself a <laughs> <family> favor. <laughs> Tell me favored (laughs) because that's it was it was in that moment that God called me favored, and He said to me on the phone that day, He said, "God wants me to tell you that even now in this moment, I don't know what's going on with you. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. I just need you to know what God instructed me to call you and tell you, which is." that you are favored. Now he said, I want you to understand what the favored means. The favored is think about God as the president of the greatest country in the world. And he's having a meeting with all of these dignitaries. And then he has a little kid, a little two-year-old or something, or a four-year-old, or he just has this obnoxious little daughter who walks into this like huge meeting. Mm-hmm. And you would think he would say, hey, get her out of here. I'm having a meeting or shoot, shoot, get out, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he says, in your case, God would ask every dignitary in that room to please stand up and excuse him and leave the room because his daughter needed his attention. And he said, if you can picture that scenario, when God calls you favored, that's what he means. Wow. By saying you are favored by him. You are not just somebody he will try to make time for. You are somebody who the minute you come into his presence, he is already waiting to listen and attend to you. And he said, this goes for all of God's children, but he wanted you specifically to know this. And he said, your name is favored. Mm-hmm. And honestly, from that day on, I stopped. I, I just told everybody, my name is Tommy Favored. My name is Tommy Favored. And it stuck. And that was that was years ago. But that's me. And that's my relationship with God. Wow. That yeah. is amazing. I mean, <laughs> what? A, it sounds like a story. I saw the, the clip in my head as you were talking. It, yes, it was like, yes. a, like a little documentary. Um, yes. And at first, I thought about Cinderella as you were talking about your yes. relationship with the Lord. And it's just, yes. it speaks to the fact, it speaks to, the, to, to your character um, of you being humble and completely surrendered to God. Because even for me, when I think about my relationship with God, I think about, I'm unworthy. I'm 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 like mm. a rag, and I yeah. it's a choice for him to have mercy on him um, on me, yes. and for for me to have favor. But he favors yeah. me. He mercies me. Yes. He, he spares yes. me every time. And anytime I feel like it's over or my back is against the wall, he comes in and and, and just show out. And he's like, "So you thought yes. this was over? I'm still <laughs> your daddy." And I just Amen. be like, glory to God. Yes, yes, yes. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Honestly, it's it's an amazing thing to be loved by God Almighty. And I tell people, if you don't love Jesus, you ain't met him yet. Because if you okay, meet him, you can't sis. help but love him. Tell you him. don't know who he is. Tell <laughs> if him, you sis. know who he is, you can't help it, girl. You can't help it, brother. You can't help it, whoever <laughs> you are listening. When you meet Jesus, the real Jesus that we talking about, you'll understand. Don't worry. He's coming for you. Okay. <laughs> he's coming back. He will leave the 99 just for you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so as we are, um, let's talk about um, a time where you faced a major obstacle in your life and mm. hinting from what you have already talked about, I can yes. already tell like, what is it that you're going to go into? Um, yeah. and how, it, how did you overcome that specific obstacle? And the reason why yeah. I ask this question is because right now, as we are in this pandemic, I want to inspire those listening to this podcast, like, Hey, yes. it's going to be a lot of times where you're going to feel down. It's going to be a lot of times where yeah. you're going to find yourself in the darkness, in the tunnel. Yeah. But you have yes. to remember that we all have been there. And and frankly, yeah. we all go there uh, occasionally, you know, but yeah. the difference is for us to get up and be inspired by our testimonies yeah. and uh, yeah. understanding that we're not alone, that we all go through these yeah. things. 
So Tony, yeah. please describe a time where you faced um, a major obstacle in your life and how did you overcome that? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that question. I, I already hinted a little bit at it. I told you guys how I got to a place in my life where I literally ran away from home. Now, prior to that, I had gotten into my, uh, I would say first official serious relationship with a guy. And I was in that relationship for three years and it was a very difficult relationship. Um, I lost my virginity in that relationship. I was committed to this person. I thought he was going to marry me. Mm-hmm. And um, and after three years of being with this person and just basically going through very emotionally abusive relationship, I ended up finding him cheating on me with another person. Like I, I walked into the situation mm-hmm. and for somebody like me who prior to that, I was a very inhibited church girl. You know, mm-hmm. I was very naive. I was very, very innocent and, and didn't know much about the world. And so I fell into this relationship with this person who I really loved at the time and to be hurt and emotionally abused prior to that in a lot of ways, but then end up being cheated on and walking into that situation and then being basically left by this person and found out it wasn't even just that one situation. There were other situations going on where finally one of them came out and said she was pregnant for him. Mm. And that just hurt me because I literally had defied my parents. I'd run away from home just to be with this person mm-hmm. and call me stupid. But yes, I was very stupid and naive at the time, mm-hmm. but my whole world came crashing down. And here I was by myself. I was a runaway. I had a broken relationship with my family. Um, here's this person that I, to me, I'd given everything all for. And now I had not even that. And then I went through this phase in my life where I was working as a nurse assistant in the hospitals and I was making pretty good, you know, money for a single person who didn't have many expenses. And then all of a sudden, like I lost my job and I was trying to get other jobs, but it just wasn't constant. Mm -hmm. And so I literally hit rock bottom. I had no one and it was just me. And I was like, well, congratulations, kid. You didn't messed up your whole life. You know, you, you just, you just, you don't have anything. You don't have anybody. You have no accomplishments to speak of. I had to change my number a couple of times because people would call, call, call my phone and cuss me out and everything. And so I was just, I felt like this huge failure. And for somebody who grew up in church and all I ever heard was, you better be right. You better be righteous. You better be this. You better be that. And it was like, for me, I was the failure of failures. Mm. And I was done for. And I was like, even God probably hates me now. You know, and I, I sat down in my room that day and I was literally just about ready to cut myself, slip my wrists and just die. And be on out of here. And I was like, whatever comes after that, whatever, just let me go. Because I'm so sick and tired of being in this world right now. And I remember that was when I got that phone call that I told y'all about a few minutes ago. And I was like, how wow. can God love me in this moment? Like, why now? I mean, when I was doing stuff right and I was in church looking good, worshiping, praising God, like, how come you didn't tell me that then? How can you possibly tell me that I am favored now in this moment where I didn't hit rock bottom? And he was like, well, when you hit rock bottom, basically the only way to go is up. And you, if you let me pull you up out of this. And so for me, honestly, what got me out of it at that point was realizing that my value did not come from myself. It didn't come from what I did or did not do. It came from God placing a value on my life that I could never calculate. And, um, and I remember getting up that day and I, I literally walked outside the door and it was like the sun was brighter. And it was like, I could see colors a little bit better. Something just changed because I knew I was loved, not because of anything I could do or I could not do. It was just God loving me because he can and he does. 
And that's not something I can change. And I was just like, wow, Jesus, thank you. And, and I think as far as encouraging anybody out there listening right now, if you can grasp this understanding that God has so loved you that he's given his life for you. Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. It, before you knew who he was, he already paid for you. You know, that, like that to me is trippy. It's like walking into a restaurant and you so hungry and you know you only got about $2 in your pocket, but you so hungry, you about to eat that food and run out and not pay for the food because you was just hungry and you, mm-hmm, you get mm-hmm. ready to get chased out of there if you have to, but you're so right. hungry. And when you, when the waiter brings you the bill and you're expecting to see, well, I didn't eat about a hundred dollars worth of food that I can't pay for. And the waiter comes up and says, oh, your bill is taken care of. So even your $2 is worthless because even the $2 you were going to put down is not even needed because somebody paid for you before you even walked in the door. Like, that's how crazy God's love is for us, you guys. I just need people to understand that. And even with all that's going on in the world right now, everybody's talking about the coronavirus. Everybody's talking about, oh, I don't want to get it. Stay home. Don't get sick. Well, you know what? Some people have gotten sick. Some people have gotten the coronavirus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is that the end of it? That's not the end of it, though. Mm -hmm. If you're in the world and you have no hope and you have nobody to turn to, then you could say, yeah, that's the end of it for that person. But for you who know that your hope is in the Lord, even if you got coronavirus, our God is the God who raised the dead. Come Come on. on. It's not the end. It is not the end. It is not the end. He is able to do exceedingly above all that we can ask or think. So it doesn't matter how far you've gone. It doesn't matter if you're on a ventilator right now listening to me. I'm a nurse, y'all. Yes, you're on a ventilator. They done told you there's no medication. The azithromycin and the hydrochloroquine is not working on your system. Well, you go on ahead and call on Jesus because when the doctors don't know what else to do with you, when your parents don't know what else to do with you, when that boyfriend, that girlfriend don't know what to do with you because you done messed up so many times, guess what? The blood still works. Come the name of on. Jesus is still a strong tower into which you run and are saved. Safe. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who are the called according to his purpose, not your purpose, his purpose. There is hope for us. We don't need to be all it's over and whatever. No, it's not over. Even when Jesus was talking to his disciples and was like, in the end times, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars and pestilences and diseases. What did Jesus say right after that? He said, but the end is not yet. So I've been hearing a lot of people, even about the Passover song, sis. I didn't have people messaging, talking about your song is not appropriate to biblical you know, eschatology because the Bible already told us to expect perilous times and blah 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 so we just need to buckle down and get ready and not be pleading the blood and talking about passover because it's not going to pass over and i'm like clearly y'all missed that scripture where jesus <laughs> okay. said even even when it says pestilences and wars and rumors of wars he said the end is not yet it's not over till it's over so as long as there is breath in them lungs as long as that ventilator is still pumping something in there, you have hope. The end is not yet. We can still plead the blood. We can still declare the authority we have in the name of Jesus and say, pass over. We can still do that as long as you still in this world. I'm sorry. I didn't gone off on a crazy tangent. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I am so here for it. Okay. Cause you are saying everything that I done prayed for these past few days. I was praying specifically for the healthcare workers that are on the forefront of this pandemic fighting face to face with the coronavirus. And I was praying that God will give them supernatural strength and even the ability um, that God will pour down songs on them and they will sing mm-hmm. and they will um mm-hmm. and god will pour down
down content and they will begin to write books and that God will Amen. have his prophetic folks, his apostolic folks, his, his intercessors Amen. as nurses, as taking Amen. care of those who are coming in as coronavirus because yes. they're going to be the ones speaking life back onto them because yes. it's not a matter of your dying, it's a matter of your soul living, your spirit, where are you going? Yes. And, and Jesus, yes. making sure that you hear the voice of Jesus and if it, if it is yes. so that coronavirus has to hit, the plague has to hit in this nation that you, yes. that you have to be on a hospital bed and have this virus in order to hear the gospel. God is going to have yes. his nurses, his doctors as intercessors, as yes. prophetic to speak life back into them so that Amen. when they get well, when they come back and get on their two feet, they will preach the word. They will come yes. back to Jesus Christ as their first love. Yes, that yes, my prayer. So, just Amen. hearing you, I'm like, yo, hearing it from a nurse perspective, <laughs> like, though you are on yes. the ventilator and you have yes. breath in your body and your lungs are yes. still working, it is not over until God it says it's over. Amen. Amen. And I put something on my wall yesterday on Instagram and I said, God's wrath is not for the purpose of wrathfulness. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, the COVID, the coronavirus, it is from God. God is angry at the world and God is pouring out his judgment. And I said, even if you're right now, listen, shut up and listen for a quick minute. Even if you're right, and this is judgment, God's judgment and wrath is never for the purpose of just being wrathful. God's wrath is not an end in itself. It is a means to an end. And what that means hopes to accomplish in the lives of those it affects is to bring them to a place of repentance so that God can have mercy. And so that communion can be restored. So when Mm. you see wrath, we need to stop being like Jonah. Because God told Jonah, go to Nineveh and tell these people I'm about to rain my wrath on them. And God said, and he didn't want to go. And then when he did go, he went over there and told them, y'all need to repent because God's going to pour out his wrath on you guys. And he didn't expect them to repent. But when they did repent, And God was like, Jonah, they've repented. I'm not going to pour out my wrath on them. Jonah actually got upset because Jonah Mm -hmm. loved the wrath so much. He wanted to see them judged. And God was like, but I want to have mercy. The reason I sent you there in the first place was so they could repent so that I could have mercy and be in restored relationship with them. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. even when people come in and you think, oh, they're under they're under judgment or God is punishing them. No, the purpose is not the punishment. The purpose of the punishment is to get them to a place where God can be restored into relationship. Yes. With them. Turn around. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm trying to get people to just understand that. And I'm like, come on, y'all. We don't give up. We this is we have we have hope in these times. The Bible says hope deferred makes the, the heart, heart sick. sick. And that's people are people. already sick in their bodies. We don't yes. need to make their hearts sick even more. Have you ever seen somebody? You know, they were telling people, they said, please, at this time, make sure you're eating healthy. Make sure you're boosting your immune system. Make sure you're staying positive. You know why? Because a lot of people started going into the hospitals thinking they had the coronavirus and they would get tested and they would tell people, listen, stay home. You looking at these random symptoms you have and you didn't automatically thought, oh God, it's coronavirus. Mm. But all it was was stress. All it was was stress and you being afraid and you starting to make yourself sick. And that's why the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. The minute you lose hope and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. I'm going to get it. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden you do start exhibiting symptoms of something you don't even have in the first place. Mm. Talking to somebody, sis. We need to keep people hopeful. Hopeful. Yes, we have the name of the Lord. I love that. Keep your hope filled. What is your hope tank looking like? Is it half empty? Is it full? Yes. Is it running on E? Do you need a recharge? What is your hope tank looking like? 
Amen. Amen. Jesus. So yes. you answered the third question. Um, so I'm going to move into the fourth one. Yes, How can yes. we boldly face this pandemic as believer, as believers in this time? How can we be a light in this darkness? How can we be a light to others? I I think just by, you know, in our, you know, conversation prior to this, we mentioned how um, just knowing who you are and knowing who God has made you to be. And I think us just being legitimately who God has made us wherever we happen to be and putting God in the middle of everything. Like for me now, I'm a nurse, right? I'm going to work on Monday. And they already know me at my job. I can mm-hmm. talk when, if you get me talking, I'm going to talk you down. Like, talk you up. <laughs> that's just my personality. Like, that's just me. And they know I'm not ashamed of talking about God bless you. I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to say, hey, can I pray with you? You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm that kind of person. I'm the person who walks down the hallway humming something and you don't know what I'm humming, but you, you like, Oh, you're in a good mood today. Or you're, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just me. That's my personality. Maybe your personality is the personality that you just go up to people and you're like, Hey, how are you doing today? Are you good? How's your day going? Just being that light. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that the mass media is telling everybody about all of the negatives. That's what the media is there to do. They tell you all that's going wrong with the world. Mm. But whoever you are, whatever your personality, whatever demographic you are called to, whatever place you find yourself in, be the voice of hope. So I can walk into my job and God forbid I have a patient who has the COVID-19. I'm not going to be like, oh, yes, you know, they said, you know, 100 people just died in Italy today. Wow, that's that's so scary. I just watched CNN and they just said, you know, another 20 people died in Africa. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. I'm going to walk into that place and I'm going to be like, wow, bless God. Are you how are you doing today? Oh, my gosh. You struggling to breathe? Don't worry. We are going to make it through this. You are going to breathe better by the end of this shift. And you crack a joke and they start laughing on the ventilator. You know, that's me. I'm coming into this place to give you joy. I'm coming mm. into this place to let you know that things will be better. And yes. you know what? I've cracked some I've cracked some kind of expensive jokes before. Like I mean, I I've cracked a joke <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh, you know what? I hope I don't get this, but if I get it, y'all better just give me a tub of ice cream so the last thing I eat before I die is some good Oreo cookies." You know, that's me. I'm walking into that situation and my goal is to let you see the light in every situation. Mm. And so no matter how bad it gets, I'm there to tell you it's not over till it's over. And even when it is over, I'm, I wrote a book titled Living to Die. And I wrote that book after my mom died. And, and God encouraged me after the death of my mother by giving me a phrase. And that phrase was death is birth. Wow. And, and, I, and I was like, death is birth. Oh, my God. What the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So even when I meet somebody on their deathbed and they are terrified about dying, I'm like, no, boo-boo, don't be scared. If you know Jesus, the next sight you are going to see once you see my ugly face at the end of this tunnel, Tell the me, next face you're going to see, I'm serious, the next face you're going to see is Jesus. Like, it's like a baby being born. Nobody who ever got birthed into this world wanted to go back to their mama's womb. Think of it. If you had twins in somebody's belly and one of them was born and then you took that baby and put it back in the belly, how could it explain to the other one what it saw? It's impossible. There's no language for it. And I'm like, don't worry. The next face you're going to see on that other side is going to be Jesus. And he's going to have the blanket of heaven waiting to pick you up. And he already got your crib ready over there. He's like, it's rejoicing for you as a Christian when you die and you're born into eternity. Hallelujah. And so not even death. The Bible says death has lost its sting. It doesn't have a sting. 
anymore. It doesn't hurt me to die now because why? I know where I'm going. Mm. And, and I have this kind of hope that not even death can kill it. And so whoever you are, wherever you are, if you have this understanding, you are called to in your special way, in your personality, in your way of doing things that God has equipped you, just be the light and the hope. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. world knows everything that's going wrong. They have enough of that. They don't need extra hopelessness. They need you to come in there with your tank full and refill their little cups. Yes. Come on. And we have to be sure that we're filled. Yes. I love it. We listen. I, I, I could feel people being freed right now. Okay. Amen. In Jesus' name. I could <laughs> feel it. So yeah. I I love I love this conversation because it opens up um the questions, the internal questions that we should be asking ourselves. Where am I yeah. with God? And where mm-hmm. am I in my relationship with him? And how how do I know what God wants me to do in this season? And you won't know the answer to those questions unless you have a relationship with him. And yeah. um, which is why, you know, we was having a conversation earlier today, um, not to isolate, but to insulate yourself because yeah. you have to know these things and you have to be in his presence. In his mm-hmm. presence, there's fullness of joy. Of joy. And, you, and, and when we get into his presence, we come in with the empty cup and we walk out with a full cup and we're able yes. to walk around and share the overflow joy that the Lord has given to us. But we can't yes. go into places. We can't stand in the dark if we have our, our cups empty. So it yes. is by the by the grace of the Lord that we have the ability to see him anytime. We don't have to set an appointment. He don't take lunch yeah. breaks. His position is not up for hire, as he's has been saying. Yes. He's not up for hire. And we can go to him at any given time of the day yes. and say, Father, yes. give me this day my daily bread. And Amen. he will give it to you. Amen. So Amen. Um, all right. So next I want to talk about what is next for Tommy favored? What is mm. next for you? Um, what is God doing with you right now? What type of projects are you list? Are you, um, working on right now? Cause we, we uh, have this amazing song that is slated on my, my worship playlist. Passover. <laughs> okay. And I need to know what's next and how should we be, um, connected with you? Um, oh, thank you so much for that question. Um, honestly, I am what I was working on even before the Passover was I'm a songwriter. I'm always writing songs. I have probably like 300 songs that I've written and only about 70 to 80 of them that I've actually produced and put out. Um, so I have five albums now currently. Wow out on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, that kind of stuff. But um, I see myself just continuing to write and produce songs because that's just me. God just gives me songs and I just want to keep putting out songs. Um, I'm working on recording one of my music videos for one of my songs titled Jehovah. So I'm working on that at the moment. We actually recorded some parts of it already. It's just getting, you know, edited by the by the graphic people. And so, um, that's going to be out fairly soon. I write, um, so I'm working on my third book. Um, I'm trying to come, I'm, I'm, <laughs> baby number Thank three. God. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm compiling that book and I'm thinking now my style of writing is I, I write very little snippets, like just bursts of writing. So little short essays or whatever it is. And um, my first book was kind of like that, where that one is titled Jesus and My Thoughts. And, um, and if you look online, you'll see the spoken word album, which is called Jesus in My Words. What I did was I took Ooh. 10 chapters out of the book and, and performed it as spoken word. Um, so this third book, I, I'm thinking, I don't know, I haven't decided yet, but I'm thinking of calling it Unchicken Nuggets. Um, 
And okay. I say unchicken, unchicken nuggets because they're these thoughts, nuggets of thoughts that I have and I've been putting down and I'm compiling all of them into this book. And they're little nuggets, but they're not chicken because I attack you in the, in the words. <laughs> I love that, though. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. You're super creative in that. I love, I like that. Thank you. Thank you. So wow. I'm working on that. I'm working on the third book right now, working on writing and putting out more songs. I'm probably going to put out another album before the year is out. Um, and so I'm just, I'm continually being creative as um, I'm working obviously full time. So I went to Nigeria, actually Passover was recorded about two days before I left Nigeria. And this is how crazy God is because that song was not planned. It says wow. on there spontaneous. I mean, spontaneous. I'd never met sister T.Y. Billow before that day. And it's her studio and it's her setup. And she's the one that actually does that spontaneous worship. But that same day was when God, by all this information and and the whole situation going on, my name just happened to pop up in their conversation. And I just so happened to be in Nigeria at the time. And they prayed and she found my number from somebody else and said, God wants you here today. Because Jesus. we didn't have anything else planned, but your name came up and we found out you're in town and God says, you need to come to the studio right now. And that was literally two hours to the time. And, um, and God took me there and we didn't know anything. We didn't plan anything. Nothing was rehearsed. George was on the keys and he just started playing and we just started worshiping. And, and God gave that song in the middle of the hour and a half worship session. And so that's how, as much as I'm planned with things that I want to do, I know probably the biggest things that will happen to me will be part of God's plan and not mm-hmm. my plan. Because that mm-hmm. was not something that was part of my plan. That was just something that God made happen. And, and I thank God that he made me open enough for it to happen. So I, I'm just going to keep writing songs, putting out music. I'm very active on my social media. I'll keep encouraging people and working and, um, and God will do the rest. And um, as far as how you guys can reach me, connect with me, I am very, very reachable. I'm very active on Instagram. That's, that's where I am most active. So if you message me on IG, I'm always checking my messages. And my handle is at Tommy Favored on everything. So at sign T-O-M-I-F-A-V-O-R-E-D. So that's at Tommy Favored on Instagram. If you look on Facebook, it's the same thing, Tommy Favored. If you look on YouTube, please subscribe to my channel. Um, it's Tommy Favored, same thing. So any social media, if you need to find my music or my content online, just search Google Tommy Favored and all my stuff will come up. And I know y'all are listening to Sisdela's uh, podcast. She's amazing. Listen to her po- podcast. I'm going to be sharing her information on my wall. I also have a podcast. It's called A Bow with Tommy Favored. So if you got Which time. I love. Yes. Thank you so much, sis. You know, so yeah, just find me online. Tommy Favored. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, yes. I'm just going to keep putting out content, words, spoken word, music, whatever is going to encourage God's people. Amen. So I'm going to include all of that information in the show notes, guys. So you guys just have the ability to click, click, click. Um, I definitely subscribe to your YouTube channel and I was listening to it um, at the beginning of this week and uh, your podcast that I love. Listen, you have this ability (laughs) to just like talk and just get into um, what God is saying. And I just love listening to you. Like I just play your podcast and I just be walking around the house, just fixing the house. Um, And I listened to your song. (laughs) This is one song on YouTube. It was, it was Mm -hmm. so good. I, I didn't save it to my worship playlist. Um, (laughs) I can't sing y'all, but it was my praise. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> she said she because. can't sing. She's holding a note, y'all. <laughs> I love that song. Did you write that song? 
Yes, I did. And oh you know what's gosh. funny about that song? You know what's funny about that song? About two, was it two years ago when Hurricane Katrina happened in Texas? Uh, Harvey. There was, there was, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I said, oh my gosh, Katrina, Jesus. Where Listen, they all, they all the same monsters. I went <laughs> all the way back, bless God. Sorry, Hurricane <laughs> Harvey. <laughs> Jesus. No, so when Hurricane Harvey happened in Texas, it was so funny because my, um, after the hurricane, right, they asked uh, a couple of us gospel music ministers here in Houston to have a concert just like a, a concert to raise money to help people. And mm-hmm. so I would, my husband and I were invited to that concert and I was supposed to minister. And you know what, guys? I didn't have my musicians with me. I didn't have nothing. And I was supposed to minister. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do, babe. I was talking to my husband. I'm like, babe, I don't know what I'm going to say. And he was like, just let the Holy Spirit flow through you. And guys, this is a testimony. So I get up there and I'm like, well, I don't have any musicians, but I'm going to sit on the keyboard because I play a little. So I sat down on the piano. The mic is on me. The lights are on me. And I didn't know what I was going to do two seconds before I sat down. And when I sat down, I played the chords. Dum, dum. And I just played some random chords. And the words popped out of my mouth, my praise will not stop because of water. So good. And my praise will not stop because of fire. Because at the same time the water was happening in Houston, fires were happening in California. California. My family were over there. And I was like, my praise won't stop because of water. My praise won't stop because of fire. My praise won't stop because of shaking because I heard about an earthquake somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I just started singing it. My praise will not stop because of water. And it was so simple. Everybody started singing it with me. And yeah. that's how that song was born. And that's how that song was born. It was another spontaneous moment. I love that song. Listen, I was, I've done played it over and over. I sent it to a few people too. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Hey, no, 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 my praise. I'm singing up in the shower. Will not stop because yes. of Corona. Hey, yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so as we wrap up, I had an amazing time with you. Like, I don't want you Thank to go. Oh, I love you. You're so amazing. You make it easy to talk. Thank you. Aww. It is a pleasure. So before you go, I just want to ask these three little things um, okay. to encourage the people. It's a new thing that I'm doing with my guests on the podcast. So number yeah. one, who is your favorite Bible character and why? Really briefly. Okay. Uh, I would say Paul. Paul is my favorite character because this guy was so interesting. He went from persecuting church and being the greatest antagonist to being the biggest big mouth about Jesus and wrote half of the New Testament. And um, he's just a very interesting character to me because God raised his disciples for Jesus for three years. He taught them, but they were all Jewish. And and after he died and rose again, the Bible says, you know, un- well, we know legally a will cannot come into effect until the death of the testator. Mm-hmm. And so while Jesus was alive, he taught his disciples all this stuff about the kingdom. But until he actually died and rose again before the door could be opened to us Gentiles to whom the promise wasn't given before Jesus died. And so after Jesus dies and rises, and now he knows he's paid the price for everybody to be able to come to God, he had to go to Paul and say, hey, dude, you were persecuting me before, but I'm choosing you because of your unique Jewish and Gentile, you know, uh, resume. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to send you out to be the apostle to the Gentiles. And so here was this guy who was everything anti-Jesus becoming the actual apostle to the Gentiles. And so he could come talk to people like me from Nigeria and talk to people in Kenya and talk to people in Asia who weren't Jewish and didn't know nothing about sacrifice and this other stuff. And so I just find the character of Paul to be fascinating because Jesus died, rose again, 
and then goes and finds this one guy who was part of the disciples originally and makes him the apostle to the Gentiles. It's just so, it's ingenious on Jesus's part. And I just love that, that story. So Paul. Amen. Now, what is your favorite Bible scripture? Oh, Ephesians chapter two, verse eight to 10. Uh, I think specifically verse nine, where it says, you know, it's not of works, lest any man should vote, but it's gift of God. For me, it's just the perfect reminder when whatever I'm going through, whenever I feel like I don't, I don't meet up to God's standards, whenever I feel like I done messed up, that scripture reminds me that it is not of my works. It is not about anything you can do. It's the free gift of God. Salvation is the free gift of God. Not that it was cheap. It was expensive, the most expensive thing. And God paid for it. And he then gave it to us as a gift. Amen. Lastly, what is your current favorite worship song? Ooh, huh. this one's tough. Um, I would have to say the hymn in Christ Alone. In mm. Christ Alone. Da 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 da. And my, I think my favorite part of that song is the end of it, where it says, "Uh oh." Lord Jesus, remind me, help me, God. Oh, yeah, it says no, no power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. I just think those lyrics are so powerful. Like nothing can pluck me out of the hands of God. And I'm going to stand in him till the very day he calls me home. Man, that is beautiful. I actually never heard of that song. So if you can share it with me so I can um, put it in the show notes, because I'm sure I'm going to get a few people asking me like, hey, tell was that song. Um, (laughs) And I'm also going to include the scriptures down below, guys, so you guys can um, highlight that in your Bibles. Um, but this was absolutely fun. I enjoyed this. Yes, you are awesome, you. sis. I speak thank life in that more abundantly in your career, and you Amen. will see the fullness of what God has in store for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. I love you. God bless you guys. Thank you all for listening to this amazing woman. This woman is a light. Forget just being a light, she's a whole tower. She is a whole, she is a whole tower of light and a beacon of hope where she is. And y'all just connect with her, whatever she's doing, just go get it. I don't care what it is. Just go get it. Cause she's amazing. And, and thank you, sis. I really appreciate you. Aww, absolutely. It is my pleasure. And to God be the glory. I love Amen. you guys. You have an amazing <laughs> week that is off of this podcast episode and I will see you guys next week. Bye guys.